Hey everyone, and welcome back to another week with the HLP. We have a giveaway going on right now to celebrate episode 20 of Bestow Curse. We are giving away a Pathfinder 2E game mastery guide and a set of Die Hard dice that our lovely friends at Die Hard are providing for us. If you want details on how to enter, please check the link in the episode description or any of our social media pages. Another note, we are going to be releasing the first episode of our new Malevolence Pathfinder 2E module playthrough on our Bestow Curse feed on 2-15-22, February 15th, 2022. This is part of our Linked Legacy series on our Patreon, so if you listen and like the first episode, join at the $5 and up tier to continue listening. That's all for this week, so I'd like to welcome you in to episode 182, Esoteric Hoarder. Do you like liquor and things that go boom? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 182. We got a group drink this time. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We do have a group drink and it's a rum-based drink. And it's from C England one nine nine on our Discord, and sent us a sent us a whole bottle of liquor, and then gave us a recipe and and asked if he needed to also send us that, which by the way was just simple syrup and lime. I said, no, 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 <laughs> you've already done plenty. <laughs> but you guys know the rules. We got to finish the bottle by the end of the episode. Not that the is not at all true. <laughs> no. This no, no, is. No. Very, very nice rum, and it is to be savored and not chugged. Emily, you have the name of the rum up, right? Yes, this is Zucapa. It is absolutely delicious. This is the smoothest rum I have ever tasted. Yeah, I think it's it's Ron Zucapa, number 23. Apparently, that's uh, there's a couple different versions, so I figured I'd ah. say that, and I believe we also have the dark version. Um, there's a couple, there's a lot of different versions of this rum, but it's so smooth. I don't mind rum. I don't mind it in cocktails. I don't usually go out of my way for it, but this is really, really damn good. Yeah. It's really tasty with just a little lime and simple syrup. I like all the small things about this rum because it's episode 182 guys. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Don't blink or you miss it. Mm-hmm. I'll say the recipe. Rick, so, okay. never mind. I'll save that joke for later. He's taking me home tonight. Well, I mean, you just took off your pants and are jacking it, so. Okay, nobody knows that album by them, apparently. (laughs) We do. It's just it came out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just trying to do Blink-182 references. Uh, I'm aware of what you're doing. (laughs) Um, So really quick, the recipe that he did ask us to make with this, and we followed, um, is a daiquiri actually from their website. And... It is one and a half ounces of the rum, and then I'd say another ounce of the lime juice, and a half ounce of simple syrup, and then you shake that, and you strain it. We also have had this unshaken, so just like the 
pure ramen, no, not not all with like the shaken and ice watered down or anything like that. Also very good. And he has also recommended that we just drink it with ice. And honestly, it's great. So thank you. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Much appreciated. I'm already done. but I, <laughs> I did notice I, that. <laughs> that was only because I couldn't help myself and I started it early. Started drinking ahead of time. I did see you take many, many um, sniffs of it and then think about, it seemed like you were thinking about whether or not you're going to keep drinking it. And then you just didn't, <laughs> didn't put it down. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, I couldn't put it down. Well, listeners, feel free yeah. to keep sending us drinks. I mean, it's been a nice string of uh, group drinks that mm-hmm. we've... Oh, and it's, fantastic. It's been fantastic, too, because it's kind of almost been as a coincidence because this actually only just arrived Tuesday. Wow. So Keep sending us booze and we'll stay together for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> you know, a lot of people have been asking if I, you know, if I think... You've changed over yeah. the course of this podcast, and all I have to say is I miss you. <laughs> Are you Don't waste good? your time on me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think we need to do a roll off. Uh-huh. We do. Big boy here. I'm really hoping I'm in the running with a 16. I rolled a 19. Ooh, got me so Four. down, 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 down. I got a nine. <laughs> I got an 18. I got a 19. Holy Ooh, shit. Wow. wow. <laughs> oh, no. that's, that's too close for comfort. This is what a 16 gets you second to last. <laughs> hey, patrons. Happy holidays, you bastards. <sighs> Light me up. Give me some nasty shit. The bad boy. Do it every time to yourself. I have to put that on the poll now. Yeah, I never thought Steve would die Dude. alone, but I mean, I I kind of saw that one coming. <laughs> <sighs> well, without further ado, when last we left our heroes, they had met this ranger who had helped them out against a Dullahan named Rune, who has agreed to join the party in their search for the Whispering Way within Califas. The party stayed at an inn, and upon waking, found evidence of a moita. And there was a dead body in the alleyway, a hubbub outside of the inn, and piles of ash and fangs and stakes, potentially meaning that these dead bodies were vampires. The group then went on a shopping trip, and Air Bear reconnected with his family in many ways yeah I hate it <laughs> or are you jealous and so I think that's where we find you having just shopped what are you doing is it oath day <laughs> is it oath day well you know that's it's funny that you asked that <laughs> because I believe I need Freya and Rune to make me fortitude saves. Oh. Because you feel a bit feverish. Yeah, I recall this. Oh, yeah. Got a natural 20. Okay. Unfortunately for you, ghoul fever is two consecutive saves. Well, fuck you too. So today... No. Put those dice down. 
You're going to take three points of con damage and two points of strength damage. Freya got a 24. Is that with your minus two? So the minus two is only to to contract, contract, yeah. So she already has it. Uh, So you can each mark one save. You need two consecutive. And Freya, you take one point of con damage and three points of strength damage. Upon feeling this crappy and thinking about the enemy that you just fought, Freya, especially with your medical knowledge, you know right away that this is ghoul fever. And you know that, like any disease, you can remove disease. It, It's probably a bit more viral, virulent because it came from uh, those bat ghouls that are a bit stronger than your average ghoul. Uh. And you know that anyone who succumbs to the fever, in essence, who reaches zero con due to the con damage, uh, will die and rise again as a ghoul, or people of your level would rise as a ghast. As Freya takes that damage in her faces, uh, maybe a little bit blush from the fever, but also around the edges of her face starting to get very pale, she holds her hand up to her forehead and then she takes she knows she needs to take some time to prepare remove disease so she turns to the party I'm not quite healed full of from the last combat we had I caught something from those bats I need some time to prepare a spell to remove it does anyone else need additional healing yes yes I definitely do all right, I'll prepare too then. Definitely don't want any of us to turn undead. All right, so Freya... She gives you the stank eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys couldn't see it, but my eyes went real big. <laughs> we will tolerate none of that undead filth in our body. <laughs> never have, never will. That ghoul fever uh, certainly sounds pretty bad to me. Wouldn't know anything about it, so I can always count on you. Did you not catch something from eating the head? No, that uh, it seemed quite tasty to me. So, if you're using remove disease, I need you to make a roll. Yes, and Freya has some anti-plague with her, so she's going to use that anti-plague to get a plus two um, on this check. Oh, of course. 16. 16 does not cure the disease. Mm. You still feel sick. All right. Well, let me try the second one. Is that still going to be This mine? will be, yeah, this okay. one will be for Rune. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be like, oh, my bad. I'll also, keep them both. <laughs> also at a plus two. Oops, I used two on me. Oh, no. <laughs> All done with my third level spells. Oh, this one's looking a lot better. That is a... 26. Yeah, that's good. So I no longer have cool here? Yeah, you no longer have it at all. But I still have the damage. You still have the damage, yeah. You could use lesser restoration to cure up the damage. No problem if you have it. Yes. I can prepare. Don't you have a wand of it? Yes. Um, but I can also prepare and cast one and then can use the wand for right. Or Yeah, you'll yeah, have to... Yeah. It, Minimum cast it four times because each of you took damage in two stats. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna say I remember Eclipse had a bundle of sticks that made up about 
a few castings of less restoration. Yeah. You guys also have the fruit from the... No. Uh, the sapling tree? Did you sell it? No. Guess who has that and keeps it on her person at all times? Uh, never mind. Yep. She was, who uh, will not be named? That was an eclipse thing. Because she used it a couple times as I think is her dowsing rock. Well, I'd say you have Eclipse's axe to just end it all, but that's also gone. So I'll just hand wave that you guys figure that out. Yes, I just have to click around on my sheet. And then you need to remember that you have one save towards being cured, but you'll have to deal yes. with it tomorrow. So as a party, um, it is Oath Day. So you know that this evening the Heraday Theater should have some sort of meeting of the esoteric order of the Palatine Eye that is somewhat open to outsiders. If you make me a knowledge local check, I can probably tell you a little bit more. Hmm. 27. Yeah, with the 27, you do know that it's invitation only, but you might be able to talk your way in. You think you would do especially well if you mentioned somebody that is a member of the order. Our buddy Auburn Chalet? Uh, you certainly know Auburn Chalet would be a name that you could... Umberth. You could mention, yeah. Emberth well, Deramid, Judge Deramid would also be another member that you know of. Loramore? Loramore is a dead member, but <laughs> potentially. <laughs> even even still, we could say we were acquaintances of him. That adds to our our, uh, our petition. Sure. Well, yeah, yeah. Some of mm-hmm. us, but yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, none of you. <laughs> Same with Umbrid. We wouldn't be able to in Umbridgeway, yeah. Yep. We have one person. Putting nice. the team on my back. <laughs> Just good thing you got a big back. That's right. So until then, what what did you what are you interested in doing? I think it'd be helpful to know about what time of day it is. We had our little investigation earlier. We went shopping. Mm-hmm. What are we thinking? Yeah, early, early afternoon. afternoon. Okay. Yeah. So you probably have a couple hours before people are going to start showing up at the Heraday Theater. Is there anything you guys want to see around the city? I thought there might have been another place that we could... Well, I guess we could go back to the police to see if they found anything else. The uh, captain. I don't think it would have been a bunch of time, right? Well, I guess we did go shopping. But... And Freya would have had to spend at least 45 minutes preparing spells. I just... Uh, I don't I don't feel like that police was maybe... Uh, prepared for that investigation. <laughs> so I don't know if they would have come up with stuff in like two hours. I wonder if there's not somewhere where we could go to find out strange going going ons about the town, whether that's a, a different bar or the local sheriff or uh, police HQ, or even like a, like a temple to Phrasma. They might have rumors and been chasing down stuff about... Um, you know, local undead uprisings and weirdness, potentially. Well, that is a good point. That way we don't have to spend very long there. I don't know. What, what are you guys thinking? I like that. Yeah, I think that makes sense that of all the groups, a Church of Phrasma would be interested in knowing if there really are vampires. Mm-hmm. I, I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. W- would Rune know if a place like that existed in town? She should. I would imagine so. Rune, you would know that the local temple to Phrasma is known as Maiden's Choir. Okay. You could potentially go there to 
learn more. There's a small tea house that you could maybe talk to some of the locals at called Mists and Dreams. Uh, it would certainly be open in the middle of the day. Do you have any applicable skills to, like, similar to knowledge local, since I know you don't have that? I have a lot of knowledge geography. Specifically in urban terrains, I have a lot of knowledge geography. Yeah, I just don't think geography is going to get you. Would maybe knowledge religion? Yeah, I don't have that. Oh. Guys, rangers are, are not known for having a lot of knowledges that aren't <laughs> based in going somewhere, being in the woods, or being in some sort of dungeon. That's it. That's all the ranger gets. That's fair. I have Do you have a lore tour guide? I should. Matuma <laughs> can give me another um, knowledge local. Sure. Ooh, this is money. 39. You know that there's a tavern called the Houndstooth in town? You've maybe heard of it because the barkeeper uh, named Shade Boxman was a former constable. He would likely know about the darker side of Caliphas. When I was talking to some of the patrons this morning at the inn, uh, they mentioned there were some places around town where we might find some good information, among them a temple to Phrasma. But if we are looking for evidence or uh, somewhere to find undead, I would imagine members of the clergy would purge them from this city. They may not know anything more than we do. Our best bet may be this Houndstooth Tavern. Somebody mentioned that the bartender was a former constable. There's also a, a tea house where there's plenty of gossip as well. Hmm. I like gossip. If there are leads to follow, then I will go. Well, which one do you all prefer? We can start at the Houndstooth and go from there. Rhea, Rune, I like this plan. Sounds good. I don't have complaints. What's your passive knowledge geography in the city? Probably still not a seismic tube. Um, it's like 13. You make it there, no problem. Thank Yay! you. Wow. Oh, my gosh. It's 19. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> You're such a good But she's guy. familiar with the city. Yes. Hey, Griff, can we talk about me picking up profession guide and, like, some free ranks in that? feel like it makes sense. feel like it makes sense. we got to take those ranks out of something else. Okay, I'll take them out of my knowledges because they're not worth shit. <laughs> Rune, you appear to be getting less intelligent as we speak. But you're showing me all these amazing things. But I'm more wise than ever. <laughs> That's my problem also is like I have a zero intelligence book. Oh yeah, you're a ranger. Yeah. That's why my profession, I realized I realized I was doing some quick math. If I did put 11 ranks into profession and actually, like, did profession guide, like, my archetype and backstory tell me, I would be at a plus 17. Yeah, that, that's helpful. So you make your way to a kind of shoddy-looking tavern near the western edge of town. has the houndstooth written above the door. When you enter, it's not very busy. It's a tavern, and it's kind of early afternoon. So the patrons haven't yet, I guess, uh, started their, got their drink on, and the lunch rush is kind of gone. You see a burly, mustachioed 
man behind the bar. He's got the horseshoe of missing Harry kind of showing his age, gray at the temples. And he squints at the four of you. I reckon you'd have a story to tell. You don't seem much like my normal patrons. Come in out of the out of the day. Sit down a spell. What can I get you? The name's Shade. Shade, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name is Matumbe. These are my friends, Freya, Air, Bear, and Rune. We are travelers in this town looking for a place to rest our weary bones before we continue on with our day. Well, I'm happy to have business, certainly. Do you normally drink midday, or do you just have nowhere to be? Column A, column B. I myself do not drink, but I know my friends may. It's a bit early in the day for someone as old as me. I mean, I would maybe have a drink, like a, a red wine or something, but I don't really have anywhere to be. The grog would be nice. He would turn around and, and fix those of you that are drinking something. Your drinks. So, I'll get to the point. You're quite an odd, mismatched-looking group. Not the normal dock workers or those kind that come in here. Do you have business? It, it would appear that business had found us. We spent the night at the Twisting Pine Inn and woke up to quite a start. Some sort of uh, crime or malfeasance that took place nearby. Had you heard about this? Some of the murders in town. Mm. Yeah, I've... I've... Well, how, how many bodies were there? I hadn't yet heard of this one today. There was a body, but... But how many dead? No. Now you are asking the right questions. We had reason to believe three, one body. Based on the number of fangs. Well, you'd know a thing or two about fangs, wouldn't you? Yeah, yes. We, we actually kept them. Do you need them? <laughs> That's a strange question to ask. You were staring at me. I panicked. No, I just... Give him the fakes. Give him the fakes. Give him what he wants. I can, I can see... I can see what you so clearly are. Byproduct of the shadier side of this city. That doesn't feel fair. But, oh, yep, okay. Well, you, you certainly have the pallor for it. You, did, you didn't have to call them shady. Well, he is shady, so... Maybe he is a zit as a compliment. They certainly don't come out in the sun. Yeah, that, that, that's I guess that's true. I guess it's all true. But since you did, you're not full-blooded. That's right, yeah. These will be the 7th, 8th, and 9th I've heard of so far. How come no one, no one realizes how many? How come they won't? You think they do know and they're not publishing it? Well, for most people... A dead vampire, that's a good thing. The city's trying to cover it up, right? I worked for the city for a time. I'd imagine the guard right now is doing damage control. Bunch of dead vampires, no real culprit, no real leads. They're quite a bit stronger than the guards can handle. Wouldn't want to upset the balance. I'd say the vampires that do live in this city are already probably feeling a bit upset at whatever's been happening. Now that piques my interest. 
Are you saying that there are vampires that live among you that are against these killings? They wish to live in peace? And somebody is acting out and jeopardizing their security and safety. Did you just ask if people don't want to be murdered? Yes. I would think no. No, my question actually is, there are vampires here? Question mark? Oh, you just phrased it like, there's vampires here who are against the murders? Yes. (laughs) They don't want to be murdered. The city's got a long history of vampires. Tracing back many a century now. Some say city was built on top of them. Many of them used to be a part of Ustalavan aristocracy that tends to 20 times as old as any of us. But they've, at least in my time, working for the city, they've remained relatively quiet. They have their own squabbles, but the peace is kept. If we wanted to talk with some of these vampires, where could we find them? And would they even be willing to talk to someone like us? You'd need an inn. Unfortunately, you got a friend that's a halfy. Rune smiles awkwardly just enough that the fangs show. So, <laughs> they might be a bit more amenable to talking with her than they would be talking with you. I couldn't tell you how to get to them. You need to, you need to find a way down. See, this city was built on top of itself centuries ago, when the sewers went in, in Caliphas, they built them on top of the basements of all of the buildings, and then built the new buildings on top of that. So there's a whole subsystem, catacombs, that runs the length of this city. That's where they live. There was some suspicious methods of how they died staked to the ground and then drained or their uh, their heads ripped off have you heard of uh, a method like this i've heard of piles of dust suspicious ones you're the first ones coming to me telling me there was a body i'm one of the few that knows better well they there was a body i i don't know how much is remaining since they just started moving it into the light what I'm saying is the fact that there was a body is a mistake. Whoever was trying to take him out screwed up somehow. It did look like it fell off of a roof versus that, like that's where it was supposed to be, maybe. The roof of the inn, in fact. Right. So the sun would burn him up. It was also strange. The headless body that we did found was drained of fluids. What? Why would someone do that? I mean, that's the first time I'm hearing of it. I've... I've seen vampires kill one another before, or I've seen the aftermath of it. They don't, they don't taste one another's blood or any of that. It's not palatable to them. Do you think someone's using blood crystal, like my arrows, that just sucks up the blood as it goes in? Do you think that's possible? It's possible, but why go through the trouble of using something special when you could just stake them and cut their head off and leave them in the sun? Why would they remove the fluids at all? Right, that's what I'm saying. That's where I didn't know if they were trying to collect it. Because you can kind of store it in the... If that can be used to store it, then maybe. Maybe they're using that. I don't see why they'd go through the trouble of removing it unless they were using it for something. Now you make me think that the rest of the ones that were dust were killed in a strange way as well. Do you know of anyone around the city who we could talk to about 
maybe rarer ingredients and potions or, or magical rituals and spells. I mean, that'd be esoteric order. Good news, we're gonna try and do that. They'd at least have... I mean, they deal with plenty of the arcane. They'd have some kind of information. Or at least, if they didn't have information, you'd know it's something brand new. I don't know what's more concerning, something age ancient or something brand new. Yeah, me neither. So, there was mention that if their body did come off of the roof and it was left, that was a mistake? As in you've seen more of this before? Like I'm telling you, you said there were three. That makes nine so far that I've heard of around the city, but none of them were bodies. They were piles of ash. You only figure that out if you hear the right rumors or know where to look. Only the people that believe that vampires are in this city would even distinguish it from a pile of dirt. And when was the first pile discovered? Was this recent? I nine over the course of a week. A week? That's a lot. Someone is busy. Yes, indeed. If nine are already dead, that means there has to be a pretty decent population here. For there to be nine to kill in a week. I think I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah, you are. Like I said before, I've heard tell of some of the vampires in this city being old nobility. Thousands of years old. That's a lot of time to turn a lot of thralls into new vampires to build the population up. And people go missing over the years. Less of a concern. It's once in a while. They get more people murdered by other people that way. But over hundreds of years, that adds up. Well, I think it is about time that we head to the... Esoteric order? If there is anything else that we find out, can we come back here and further discuss? I'm open to hearing a tale. You keep me in the loop and, well, I'll tell you if I hear about any more ashes at dawn. Very good, thank you. Leave a couple extra coins as a tip. Appreciate the information. Keeping that open for potential future. When we get out and onto the road, can, I don't know, can Rune, like, think about if she's noticed any larger openings to the underground areas? In her guiding days? Oh. Here is a big hole (laughs) in the ground. A sinkhole. Yeah, roll me a geography. Got a natural 20 for a only a 32. Bam. You think that many of the many of the new sewers openings were disguised by various public works projects. So things like parks, other kind of beautification uh, techniques that weren't necessarily buildings sitting on top of it. So you think Playground. likely if there was a big entryway to one of these at least to the sewer, it would probably be School. in a park. Daycare. <laughs> I I'm getting such Seattle vibes. I I've never I've been to Seattle a couple times, but I've never seen the Undercity. And I don't know if you guys are familiar. This is featured pre- uh, predominantly in Malignant. Yes. 
they had to raise the the ground level of Seattle to do the kind of stuff that you were mentioning, Griffin. And there's like a whole underbelly city that's preserved in time that you can go and explore. It's crazy. And that's I'm really getting vibes of that. And I, I like that. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, I guess esoteric order if it's late enough at this point. Sure. Yeah, you could spend some time and then head over to the order late afternoon, early evening. Yeah, we we want to get there early, but like not too early that we look nerdy. <laughs> but early enough time. that we look professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a tough t- road to hoe. As you approach, the aged, stately structure of the Heraday Theater lies nestled among several shops. The rough wooden exterior bears the signs of numerous repairs and modifications, though it seemingly has need of many more. The building itself has two entrances, one to the west and another to the south, both illuminated by large wall-mounted oil lamps. Well-dressed servants stand outside these doors, welcoming arriving carriages and turning away passerby who linger next to the glass window of what appears to be a large meeting hall. You approach on foot. It's kind of like walking on foot through a drive-thru. You can't do that, just if you're wondering. If you're wondering. Might have happened in... A uh, tropical area. It also happened right after your wedding. We yeah, we tried to walk through the White Castle. We tried to walk through the White Castle drive-through and we turned away. Went poorly. <laughs> so you approach. There is a kind of like a butler greeting people. He looks you up and down, furrows his brow. Yes, invitations. Please present your invitation. Hello, my friend. <laughs> Hello. My name is Matume. This is Freya, Baron Rune. Unfortunately, we were not invited to tonight's proceedings. However, I was hoping perhaps we might run into an old friend here, or at least convince him to come out to speak to us. Run into an old friend. <laughs> a man by an the... old friend who didn't invite you. Well, he didn't know we were in town. Oh, okay, I see. How long have you been in town? About 36 hours. Oh, okay. Well... We usually make a deal of knowing when important people arrive in town, but I suppose 36 hours... So uh, either you're not informed or we're very not important. (laughs) (laughs) Let's leave that for our friend to decide. Is Mr. Auburn Chalet in today? The butler thinks about it for a moment. Yes, I do believe he arrived from the Quarterfoe archives about half an hour ago. He is uh, enjoying a libation. You don't have to let us in. I understand it is quite invitation only, but I would appreciate a word with him, and perhaps if he would extend an invitation to us, maybe we are allowed in. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It might be better if we stay invited inside. That way we are not clogging up your perfect entryway. Uh, Go ahead and roll me a diplomacy with a plus five for mentioning... Auburn Chalet. Mm. Obviously, I'm just gonna aid. Ooh, and I do. 25. Well, no need for such, such a process. Mr. Chalet is enjoying himself. I wouldn't have him come out here and be bothered back into the streets. I will escort you inside to him. If he uh, indeed is a friend of yours, I'm sure he will be pleased to see you. And uh, and then. I will leave you to it. And if the extent, if the offer is not extended for us to stay, we will be on our way. 
We would just like to speak to our friend. Thank you very much for your service, my friend. And so he would lead you inside, uh, past the foyers with their dark hardwood floors and paneled walls. You hear the hubbub inside as, from from both sides, from your left and your right, as you approach kind of a T hallway uh, with a passage to the, or with a double door to the left and a double door to the right. He opens the right-hand door and you enter into a gathering room with large bookshelves and heavily draped windows that line the walls. There, you, the air is thick with uh, cigar smoke. You can see that there, many of the people in here are wearing smoking jackets, enjoying a libation from what you can see now in, in through an open door is like a standalone bar. This seems like a large and very formal smoking room attached to a tavern. And seated in one of the seats to the south of the room is a blonde but slightly turning white uh, haired man. He's rather pudgy as Matumbe remembers with a goatee and he is in fact wearing a smoking jacket. However, he's not smoking a cigar. His nose is deep in a book and uh, the butler that is bringing you in announces your presence. Mr. Chalet... Outsiders have come bearing no invitation, wishing to speak with you. They said that you are friends. And the pudgy man takes glasses that were kind of sitting on his chest that are attached by a chain, and he puts them up, writes them, and then kind of looks up to catch all of Matumbe. Well, I haven't seen you in an age. (laughs) Is that, uh... Uh, uh, Mr. Matumbe, was it? Yes, it seems like just yesterday you were repairing the spear for a friend of mine. Well, it has been quite some time since, uh, since old Lorimore kicked the bucket, huh? Mm. And then you, you brought friends. Yes, I miss the professor every day. These are my friends here. Freya, Herbert, Miss Rune Noctis. Well, please, uh, sit down, uh... Yes, they, they are welcome to stay. Um, we have much catching up to do. Uh, I, I did tell you to look me up when you're in town. I'm surprised you remembered me. Of course. You left quite the impression, my friend. Well, uh, what what brings you to Caliphas? Uh, gorgeous city, isn't it? Have you gotten a chance to look around? We have experienced our fair share of the local populace. It's been a time. A <laughs> time. Well, that's never a good sign. <laughs> People don't use the time to mean good things. Well, I can't say that I didn't wake up to a triple homicide. Oh. <laughs> well, yes, that's, uh, that's curious. Yes. Uh, Mr. Chalet, what brings me to your town, unfortunately, is not the wonders that Caliphas has to offer, but he kind of tilts up the Book of the Raven. After the professor's funeral, I begin a quest with a couple other attendees of the ceremony that has taken us all across Ustalav. Yes, I quite remember your friends. I don't see uh, any of them with you. Unfortunately, we've 
all been pulled in separate directions. Lyra now journeys south to uh, find a friend of ours. Ikma is with a tribe of his people fighting his own battles and Eclipse is on an self-discovery journey. (laughs) (laughs) So you're the only one that stayed the course, huh, Matumbe? Few have the propensity for defeating the undead as I do. <laughs> and and he now notices this this book that you've kind of tilted his direction. Oh my, and you've found quite the relic in your travels too. So you recognize this tome? It would be hard not to. It's one of the well, it's one of the lost relics of Caliphas. In my quest against the Whispering Way, I stumbled upon it. It is part of a conspiracy of theirs to bring back the mortal enemy of all life on Galeria. <laughs> now you're starting to sound like our old mutual friend. This was, uh, this was all Lorimore would talk about in, the, in his last couple of years. Would you say that that is typical for someone of the esoteric order? Or was Professor Lorimore a little bit more of a uh, eccentric? Or, um, eccentric, sure. He, he had his foibles, sure, but he was, he was determined to warn people about, about this group. Pains me to admit it, but I think his warnings were justified. We have seen many horrors across this nation. He certainly died for it. He did. Unfortunately, the trek has led me here. It's come to our attention that the very group that Mr. Lorimore was pursuing this whispering way potentially has infested your city as well. Have you heard of this at all? Now, I haven't specifically heard of them taking root in town, but I'm more of an academic. I'm not, I'm not a investigator of any kind. However, I've heard much about the Whispering Way. We have many tomes about them, uh, both here and at the Court of Faux Archives, which, if you remember correctly, I am a curator of... Of course I remember that. Yes, we went into great detail. (laughs) Remember our discussions about Aetherian? I sure do. I'm getting a, uh, getting a very assured confirmation from you. It seems that uh, you you know exactly what I'm talking about. Steel trap of a memory I have. It's been a tough journey, huh? It's been a time. Hmm. <laughs> so you come to me looking for knowledge then? Information? I believe so. Insight into some of the local goings-on would be appreciated. We've heard many rumors and facts about some local killings, but... If this uh, particular particular chapter of the Esoteric Order contains tomes that may aid us in our battle against the Way, I would be forever in your debt to be able to ponder them. Well, we do have the Esoteric Vaults beneath this chapter, but it's normally um, it's normally up to ch- uh, the master of this chapter, uh, Egerius Mod, to allow access to such a thing, but I, I do have a key. Is there a reason why he wouldn't let us take a look? Or is there a way to buy into his favor? 
Well, he's certainly a very particular man, and, uh, you know, he doesn't... <laughs> he doesn't seem to love adventurers like yourselves. He's a aristocrat through and through. Uh, I think he's... Uh, he maybe takes his position a bit too seriously if... Um, <laughs> he's new, mm. and I think he's trying to make up for lost time or uh, prove himself, but that can leave him a, li- a bit serious and a bit precious with the information that we have. Might we have your assistance in conveying to him the importance of our task here? The value of this research? Maybe a diplomacy check. Alright. It's a 21. Anyone else want to aid? If you have Ziki and we can just take a look, we will not disturb Anything there, just for the looking sick, and I do it. Freya also aids, saying, "We really are just trying to do good here, trying to help this town." Okay, I can let you in on the down low if you let me accompany you. Absolutely. However, we have quite the full evening. There is, well, there's somebody is getting. Um, Sworn into the order this evening. That's what all the hubbub is in the uh, further into the rooms. Now I can, you know, I'm I'm just here for the ceremony of the whole thing. I'm not actually a part of the uh, the ritual that they do. So I could take you just about whenever you'd like to go. Uh, we need not bring it up to the jurious, although he would be a good ally to have if you did get on his good side. Uh, we have a special guest as well. He's um, he's come in from Amand. He's the Count there, uh, Count Lucinian Galdana. He might, well, <laughs> he would like your sword quite a bit more than a Jurius would. Uh, it, it might be um, it might be an opportunity for you to uh, to talk to somebody and um, somebody with influence. Uh, I myself just carry a key around. I, I, I'm more of a curator, and I you know, I can certainly help you research. Forgive me for not following. Is this uh, Count Lucinian, the man getting sworn in tonight, or is that a different individual? That's a different individual. Uh, Lucinian is likely in the trophy room um, admiring the, well, <laughs> the meager trophies that this chapter has to show. Is this a uh, ceremony like when they get the jacket? Yes, like the yes, the jacket ceremony. You know, it's it's when you get sworn into the esoteric order, so you're not an outsider anymore. I want a jacket. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> now it only takes about you know five or so years of study to become a member. So I'll do it in half that time. I was say, he's now. like really smart. Is there a way that we could substitute uh, practical knowledge and <laughs> the on the train on the dad training to also apply to this knowledge? Well, it depends if any of the bosses you defeated gave you uh, credit. Like if, you, <laughs> we'll see if the, instead uh, of getting paid in loot, they paid you in credit, then maybe I could utilize that credit to further b- b- process along. There was a summer internship. But that was not credit. <laughs> Three out of the four of us defeated a dark young of Shub Negrath that almost broke our minds. I think that's worth something. 
To some people, yes. <laughs> if only we got a signature from it. Yeah, you need a signature or at least a picture. <laughs> I think it's the... Never mind, Freya didn't see it. Mental image can't be burned in her mind. You saw the dark young. That's what made you a blind. Oh, yes, not the... You didn't see Shepard. You didn't see yes. it for very long, huh? You didn't That's see it for true. very long. <laughs> it was the last thing you saw, and it's all you can see. <laughs> so it's up to you if you'd like to spend time mingling and go down later, or if you'd like to uh, go down right away. I'm up for whatever. Is this maybe is the time to get on Lucius Mod's good side? Uh, and now you're just mixing up the two names. Adjurius Mod and Luthinian Galdan. You're gonna want it. You're going to want to be able to at least call them by the correct name when you introduce yourself. That is true. I should probably get that right next time. We can get a feel for whether or not he will uh, let us in on his own terms. Uh, that way, we are not. Well, getting on the bad side like we did at that one fish town. Say no more. I clearly know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, uh, I do question, does it make more sense to go now and then come back after everyone's celebrated and had a few drinks? You know, I think we can certainly talk. use the the I would think ceremony as cover. If you're looking to do research, it's going to take a couple hours. Okay. I, I don't do research often. I didn't realize it was a multiple hour affair. How fast do you read? Oh, I, I just don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. I can. Do I any can. of you besides the two can. read? <laughs> I can read, but I'm not that good with research. I'm right there with her. Yeah. No, I can read. Yeah. It's just not. Prove it. <laughs> a preference. There's a lot of street signs, and I know all of them. <laughs> <laughs> about you, Mr. Herbert? As, as long as there is a finger to go across the lines, I can follow it quite well. All right, Matumbe, we'll make sure we get the rest of your group, the books with the big pictures. <laughs> you, and I can, you and I can do the rest of the researching. I didn't know there'd be books with pictures. Diagram. Freya does well with pop-up books. <laughs> she she likes when it comes to her. I really need that connection, a real life experience, and the pop-up books get you halfway there. Are there any books with, uh, that we can stick our fingers in and there is a little uh, figure that is made from every page with that? Oh, I know. I'm good with maps. What about that? That can help research. Um, depends on what you're researching, I suppose. Well, the underground was thought, so yeah, I think that is a great question. Got pop-up books, puppets, and I can do street signs and maps. It's a great crew. I had one of those tomes where if you flick the pages really fast, you see a drawing moving. <laughs> bear entertained for hours. You know, there's magic for that, right? You don't have to... Oh, well, uh... There's magic for that? <laughs> Silent image? I was doing it all on my own. Now, Matumbe, can you do this for me? 
Alas, my friend. <laughs> I cannot. It's beyond my reach. Oh, that must be a pretty big spell. This is, is it pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> well, shall we? Yes. <laughs> I'm ready to read. That was a good time. I'm ready to read. A reading rainbow, here we come. It's a train wreck. So he takes you to a a door made of strong wood and iron bound. It's locked with a very intricate looking lock. And he takes out his key and opens it. It creaks open. And you see that the stairs going down are lined with bookshelves that almost groan beneath the weight of hundreds of tomes. And they descend in a spiral along the chamber's walls to the sub-basement 30 feet below. He, Auburn would tell you as you descend, Most of the books up here are relatively common. We need to go deeper down. As you descend, you enter a room where... Uh, piles of statuary, pottery, paintings, and art fill the chambers, clustered around large wooden crates, barrels, and narrow bookshelves full of ancient, musty tomes, with only narrow, meandering pathways between them. In the final vault to the east, a large work table lies half-buried under a pile of scrolls, books, and clay tablets, illuminated by magical work lights overhead. So, what are we looking for? What do we need to research? You said you came here looking for information on the Whispering Way. Yes. Anything on the Whispering Way. I would also like to learn about vampires and their ilk in this city, if such information is available. I'd, I'd help read on that. Well, I will say the Cordifo archives are likely going to contain more of the history of the city. Uh, however... The history of the Whispering Way. We certainly have some tomes on that. Do you have anything in particular about them that you're looking for? Any clues that you've picked up on your journeys that are unclear? We have been chasing dark riders who are under orders to assemble pieces of a dangerous artifact known as the Carrion Crown. Perhaps your tomes might clue us in on what this does or how it is made. Let's get to work. Toombay cracks his knuckles and it echoes through the dungeon. Research montage. Research time. <laughs> gonna have a montage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you have any um do you have any information on on this carrion crown? You've you've called it this. Uh, any places to start? You remember that you have this poem. Yes, a poem that we have should get us started in the right direction. Okay, so with the poem, this archive gives you a plus six on all knowledge checks. For this information, I need a knowledge arcana or religion. It's going to be arcana for me. Freya automatically aids. Thank you. (laughs) I do not have that. Auburn auto aids too. Oh, he's st- staying down there with us. Yeah, he said. Oh, good. His stipulation was that he, with the aids and the plus six, that is a forty-four. Whew. 
Batumbe, you're reading through and you realize that this poem is actually the formula for a magical elixir that creates a lich. And you further know that this is tied to a specific person. That you're not sure who this person is, but the, the formula described can only work on a certain person. As you read through the poem, the line, First spirit torn from grave lady's grasp, be rent and sown as soured ash, soft the spiral song reverses, judgment lost, damnation surges, keeper of the damned soul take, you realize that is Warden Hawkrin's soul, his essence is the first part of the formula. He is the judge, the judgment lost, first spirit torn from Grave Lady's grasp. With Pack Lord's heart, the beast shall wake, and flesh be wrought in disarray. That is Kavalkasane's heart that was never recovered, that the Dark Riders took. A hundred slain lie innocent, grind bone and marrow to cement, craft now a skull of splintered graves, unmake life, unmake the slave. This is the skull that Arn Vrood created out of the hundred skull fragments from the dead in the furrows. That is what made that place, like all uh, all the dead there, restless. He took a fragment of every dead person's skull and formed it into one. That is the third component. Where history churns dream to blister, necrophagus secrets whisper through chronicles of raven's tongue, a legacy of fear unspun. The final component was the Book of the Raven. And so they were attempting to gather that artifact. Check one for us. Hey, one out of four is good enough. You need all four to do the thing. We're in danger. (laughs) So those are the parts of this formula that you know from the poem. But with a, what was it, like a 44? You learn that there are other reagents that can be used. In in replace of? No checks for us. Mm. Failure for us. Well, we don't know what the other components are yet. Nine vampire bloods. I'll shoot. But <laughs> this is certainly the carrion crown. I assume you're looking into any other clues that you have. Um, you do have this key, the moribound key you found on the other Dark Rider. You just got the check. That's a high check. It took everything I had. (laughs) To know that there are several items the Whispering Way once kept in Caliphaz, including a gargoyle statue reputed to show believers the way to the cult's hidden stronghold in the city. This moribound key is tied to that statue. You also learn that this key works by... It's got small openings on its outer edge etched with runes and turning the skull's head with the inner uh, plate marked with runic symbols to line up with the openings on something else will, in essence, 
project a programmed image, perhaps, or release a lock. You also know that the bearer of the key can cast message at will, can cast spectral hand and vampiric touch three times per day. In addition, the skull's eyes glow when undead approach within 60 feet. A Moorbound key bestows one negative level on any good creature carrying it, and it remains as long as the medallion is carried and can't be overcome in any way while the medallion is in that creature's possession. However, since I think we said that Matumbe had it, it hasn't been affecting him in this way. And, and no eyes have been glowing? I assume he's not wearing it, so not that you've seen. All right, now that we know what it is, I'm officially adding it to my sheet. Do you plan to wear it? You know that it is a symbol of the Whispering Way, so you might, mm. like, if you you could certainly wear it for its benefits, but you might, like, put it under a scarf or something. Right, for, for what it's worth, it's a slotless item, so you could conceivably, like, slip it on your belt or something, mm. and, yeah, you're right, like, drape a cape or, mm. or something over it. And just look down at it, I imagine, if you wanted to see if someone's undead. Who's undead around me? Hey, it would have been proof for me. <laughs> that you're not? Yeah. Yeah. He looks at it, wipes his brow, because he's been worried about that. <laughs> been worried for some time. Like you kind of trusted your knowledge of dead fires, but also... But also not really. You could be. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys have already learned pretty much everything about the... Whispering Way and previous research. However, if there's anything you want to refresh her on, I'm happy to give it to you. Okay. Rune's kind of along for the ride. Hasn't been doing any of this research. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else we want to know from here? Uh, we really haven't done much on actual vampires here. That wouldn't be here. Unless there was a specific connection between the Whispering Way and vampires of the city. I think that's fair. Yeah, we you could uh, you could roll a history. Oh my gosh, I have that. Auburn aids you on this as well. Sweet. All right, let's see if I aid. And it's all checks, so you take a plus. I did not. It's all right though. That's not like mine was very high. With Auburn's aid, uh, that is a thirty-one. With a thirty-one, you do read that as again. These are kind of old and ancient books but as recently as 200 years ago this name that you've seen come up already this Louvric Servage was still the ruler of the vampires in Caliphats and from that you learn that the vampires of the city have a hierarchy and there is almost an aristocracy about them however they live beneath the city and he was the one that turned against the Whispering Way and was kind of deputized or partnered with the Church of Phrasma at some point. So is it ridiculous to infer that the vampires here might not be in league with the Whispering Way? Or at least that's, some of them? Or? That's not ridiculous to infer yeah. at all. That is okay. actually, yeah, that you would expect that. If it's indeed the same Louvric Servage. In fact, you might infer that Whispering Way might be killing the vampires if they were enemies before. Interesting. That makes sense. Like if they were enemies before. Yeah. And is there is there a reason why? Is it is it because the Whispering Way is trying to get rid of all mortal life and without mortal life vampires have nothing to no blood to drink? 
that's exactly yeah. it. They would live in a eternity of starvation if there were no mortals. Okay, okay. Or no living. I know we thought we were going to be fighting vampires this point, but it sounds like we're actually going to befriend them. And so, Steve, you do have your chance to, mm-hmm. you know, hook up with a vampire. Oh, wow, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Wow, okay. Yeah, I, I, I envisioned us, like, going into the catacombs later and just, like, trying to clean them out. But it might be a diplomatic mission now. Yeah, it honestly might be yeah. diplomatic and ask for aid type of stuff. Especially if they're being victimized. Right. Huh. Different approach. Yeah, we definitely offer a lot to help them. It, like, we can go out in the sun and do investigating work. Truth. <laughs> yeah, we can talk to, yeah, talk to everybody up here while feeding them information Ooh. and not blood, even though <laughs> some of us might not taste so good. As you ponder everything you've learned, Auburn speaks up. So, about that gargoyle, I think that's the one that's down here. When, well, Caliphas has gone through many changes as a city over the years, and sometimes cemeteries had to be relocated. The gargoyle was, at least the one described, I think is the same one as this, which was uh, part of a mausoleum that was displaced. I have my own issues with the displacement of the dead, resting peacefully, but I want to see this gargoyle. <laughs> you say it is in this library itself? Yeah, it's in it's in this area that you're in, the, these esoteric vaults. Like I said, there's like all kinds of stuff down here, not just books. It's a bunch of ancient artifacts. Please, Mr. Chalet, show us to the gargoyle. We must know where the Whispering Way are holed up in the city. Well, he removes this fallen tapestry, and you see a hideous stone gargoyle crouched upon a solid block of rough-hewn black granite. Its wings lie folded over its back, their sharp spurs reaching almost to the ten-foot-high ceiling overhead. The statue's claws, teeth, and strangely protruding ribs all appear crafted from iron. A carved necklace with a skull-shaped medallion bearing curious runes along its outer edge hangs upon the gargoyle's chest, but instead of being carved out, it's a Car- relief. <laughs> well, we doing? let's plug it in. All right. Should we do, like, a few checks, though, before no. we start messing with it? I'm a little worried. You can make me a perception check. Yeah. Do like a detect evil too. You do detect evil on the statue. Okay. But it is a whispering way thing. How's a 43 for perception? Damn, 34 here. You got me beat. That was a nat 20, though, to be fair. Like. Nice. 31, unless it's something about the stonework, and then it's a 33. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you notice that this is a magical trap. Oh, oh, oh. Good call, Emily. Uh, yep. Don't trust the way. Now, it. if you were to spellcraft it, like detect magic and spellcraft it, I could tell you more. I suppose you're not a rogue. So you probably just get an uneasy feeling about it. Me? Because only only rogues can actually detect magical traps and Matumbe, I think. I got I got it, yeah. Oh. 
Um, I, yeah, I can spellcraft. Yeah, go ahead and spellcraft it. 25. With a 25, you can recognize the spell persistent image, but there's another spell that you can't quite decipher. So if we can't decipher it, are we able to use disable device or some other means to disable the magical trap? Or is it something we just got to power through? You can disable device. You can still disable device without knowing exactly what the spell is. Okay. Or you could like dispel magic, but that might dispel the part of it that you need. I have dispel magic prepared, but that's what I was worried about. I have a plus 22 disable device. I could aid if possible, but I like I have disabled device and I'm I'm trained in it. I'm a lot better at getting regular locks though. I could try and help. Okay. Well, I will be using an inspiration, so I will be triggering the you don't like shack sound drop. Here we go. I do oh, not help yeah. you. That'll be a flat 40. With the flat 40, you think that you have jammed this conjuration aura that you were seeing and perhaps done it in a way that still allows the magical effect to happen. All right. If I think at this point it's safe, I guess I put the skull in the hole. All right. Yeah. Do that. Um, Stand back. Okay. Yeah. I'm also going to just real quick channel channel a mouse so that I can get evasion just in case. Okay. Freya is going to avert her eyes. <laughs> Understandable. <Yeah. laughs> Air Bear would uh, shield himself accordingly. Batumbe, you slot the Moribound key into the hole where the on the gargoyle's necklace and line up the runes and then the eyes flash red and an image projects out into the room, and it's an aerial view of the city of Caliphas. My expertise! (laughs) And you see a building glowing red, pulsating. Go ahead and make me a knowledge geography. I really should be aiding Matumbe. All right. Rune, help me out here. 35, if you auto aid 37? Yes. This is one of the buildings within the several buildings known as the Quarter Foe Archives. Ah. Uh-oh. Oh. But that's where we but that's where we go for vampire information. Mm-hmm. Uh. It seems the Whispering Ways cache lies somewhere within those archives, and if you were to show it to Auburn. Of course. He would recognize what building you need to go to. Oh yes, that's um, that's one of our older structures. It's dedicated to the history of the former county of Grodlick. When you say dedicated, does that mean it contains information about that, or is it some sort of symbolic dedication, like in memory of? A little bit of both. You'll see there's a beautiful fresco depicting the former leader of the of the place and a few seconds later you hear a voice come from the gargoyle speak the fifth catechism of the whispering way do you guys 
know that? Now. You could Not make a... Uh, <laughs> uh, you can make a knowledge arcana or religion. Is there? Is it in a book that is readily available? <laughs> Freya's going to try to aid. Is Do we still get the plus six on this? No. Darn it. This is like, know it off the top of your head. Freya, get the pop-up book. <laughs> She's flipping oh! <laughs> Nice. Ooh, Freya definitely aids. I rolled pretty well. Well, you rolled better than me. One off the <gasps> d20. One off the d6. No. That's a 27 total with the aid. Uh, Aubryn. Aubryn, where you at? <laughs> we can't help you out of this one. Uh, you think that that is... Keep in mind, there's no critical failures on skill checks. Yeah. You think it's with great power comes great responsibility? With great power <laughs> comes great responsibility. It's not, we don't talk about the Whispering Way. We don't talk about the <laughs> On Wednesdays, we wear pink. <laughs> uh, the eyes flare and you see a summoning begin to happen and then it fizzles out because you disabled the trap. <laughs> and I need Yay. you guys to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Oh, thank goodness. I knew it. <laughs> that was close. Slapter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.